Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. I should like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Thank you for joining us on the Horse Talk Show this week, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. We'll be talking a lot about Larson Hay later. I'm Louisa Barton, host and executive producer of the show, special guest, and I think guest, possibly co-host. Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> dancing beat, Rhoda. <laughs> Lovely to have you back with us. Thank, Thank you for you. coming back for more abuse. Ooh. Just kidding. We uh, miss you, Maria Lacasse, but uh, she's been very busy with her schedule, massaging people and horses lately. And um, you know who can? Yeah, I know. Wow. I did send her your little video. Okay. Saying, "Hey, Maria, come on. We can't do the show without you." Great. And she said, up. "Consider it done." So she also said she would massage a horse. Oh, cool. There you go. Nice commitment there. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Ian coming up in the show and the aftermath of the hurricane and some of the effects on the horses and the people down south. And as I said, talk a little bit about Larson's Hay and, and what they've done to really help in that situation. We're going to chat to an equestrian down south who's very affected by all of this and kind of get some of her feedback and share our trip down there also with you. But For this very first segment, we're going to share some events and news coming up. And the Hobby Horse Equestrian Games is coming up on October 22nd. And actually, some hobby horses from Equus Television arrived today in the mail, which is very exciting. This will be a great event, as I said, October 22nd, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Florida Horse Park, presented by Everglades Equipment Leesburg, your John Deere dealer. And we have Larson Farms supporting the hay rides. Imagine that. I bet it'll be good hay. Can't go wrong there. Horse demos, an all-breed parade, food trucks, vendors. We're going to actually have top equestrians in the sports of show jumping, dressage, horse racing, reining, roping, barrel racing, and polo there to teach you all about the sport and how to compete. And then you can compete yourself from the safety of a stick horse. So you'll get to learn a little bit about the sports and also about all the different breeds that we have in the Marion County area. We actually have over 60 breeds of horses in this area, and you'll get to see a very good variety of them at the parade. And the parade's brought to you by Invictus Real Estate, and we want to thank the Florida Horse Park and the Ocala Polo Club for their assistance in this very important educational event, and we think it will be edutainment at its finest, especially if you get to see Dancing Pete Rhoda on a stick horse. And I have a feeling that you might. (laughs) 
Coming up also Ride for the Cure. This is the 2022 Alzheimer's fundraiser and it's going to be at the Shangri-La Trailhead, October 7th, 8th and 9th. This is a campout and poker ride and supports the Alzheimer's fundraiser and it's a great fun event, very enjoyable if you like to trail ride and camp out um, and have a little bit of cowboy church with them as well on October 8th. So a great event, you can Google that to sign up and supported by the Sun Country Trail Riders. Don't forget good old Stirrups and Strides Therapeutic Riding Center. We love the work they do. They help so many uh, mentally and physically disabled people of all ages and veterans at their center in Citra. And every year they do some sort of really phenomenal event um, and lots of fun always. This one will be at their farm in Citra under their covered arena on December the 3rd. And it's going to be Urban Cowboy Night. You don't even have to get a costume, do you? No, ma'am. <laughs> I'll come as I am. It should be a lot of fun. The early bird is at 4 p.m. The event is from 5 to 9 p.m. And there'll be some country dancing. Lots of fun. If you don't know how to country dance, Pete will teach you. The silent auction is always really good there. My son and I got the four or five day survival. Uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> we went into the woods and survived. It was amazing. I didn't smell good when I got back. Not lying about that. Um, but the silent auction is usually really, really, really great. And usually you manage to get some wonderful Christmas ideas and gifts and things there as well uh, for people. And then also, Beaver the Dolly. And I think Dancing Pete should do that too. But you will have to shave off the goatee for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> How did I sign up for yeah, this? I don't know. Diva the, Diva the Dolly. That is also at the event December 3rd. You can do uh, Dress Up Like Dolly, Look Alike Contest at 6.30 for fundraiser attendees. And there is a $20 entry fee for this, all going to the fundraising effort. And um, registration closes for that on November the 30th. And I'm the judge. So. He takes bribes. <laughs> we did say that, didn't we? It may not work, but you're going to take them. <laughs> That's right. So Diva like the dolly and make sure you, um, and it looks like you can kind of dress up at a really uh, any age dolly, but she doesn't really change. So no, not at all. Um, so those are the events coming up and uh, we hope you'll get involved in all of those uh, wonderful equestrian events and help support the industry. And speaking about the industry, um, just this past week, of course, um, everybody uh, has heard and, and somehow probably everybody in Florida almost has been affected um, by the hurricane. And we were very fortunate here in the horse capital of the world to be um, to be missed. Um, we really thought it was kind of coming in in this direction. It could have come in sort of been almost a direct hit. And we are a little bit higher in, in land, fortunately. So even when a hurricane does come here, we usually do have it a little bit broken up and not quite a direct hit. And we certainly don't have to deal with um, storm surge like they do on the coast. But our prayers and thoughts go out to every single person that's been affected and their animals um, from their cats to dogs to horses to cows to and we have literally heard in the last few days of thousands of people that have been absolutely devastated stricken lost everything lost homes barns whole farms fences um, 
family members missing still and absolutely tragic for an area that actually I used to live in. I used to live in North Fort Myers when I first moved to America. Um, in fact, the Cape Coral Pier, which is gone, uh, was a place that my family and I used to go to quite often when I was a little girl when we used to come over on holiday. So um, for whole that entire area, Cape Coral, Fort Myers, Englewood, uh, Alva, Buckingham, Venice, Northport, uh, my goodness, all the way down to Naples has just been absolutely um, just tragically um, devastated. It's like a war zone. I know you were down there. I wasn't, but. Yeah, wow. it was um, Betsy Bavakwa from Larson Hay actually went down with me and Eddie Leedy from the Humane Society actually went ahead of us a little bit to pick up eight dogs in Naples. So he went through that kind of entire area and um, it was much worse than anything you've seen on television because on television I don't think you you kind of experience it the same way as you do when you drive through it. When you drive through it you can't you can't even really describe how it makes you feel seeing massive trees uprooted and thrown across yards, boats lifted and thrown into people's backyards and trees bent over and fences gone and roofs off and some some buildings completely just smashed to bits. And uh, for me, it was it was a, um, a very, very upsetting uh, upsetting experience. I know Betsy felt the same way. So our hearts absolutely go out to everybody um, involved there. And we've got some stories to share with you about that. Um, and we also have a missing horse that we're going to mention later on the show that we hope um, maybe somebody has seen or can help locate. So coming back after this break, we have Dr. Adam K out talking about teeth. teeth. <laughs> I hope you have nice ones. It's important that your horse does. So stay with us and we'll have Dr. Kayot after this.
This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. With over 70 years of collective experience in the horse industry, Lipchip was built with integrity by horsemen for horsemen. Introducing the ChipLink system, powered by Lipchip, where a 15-digit unique ID becomes a key to unlock not only identity, but also health paperwork, owner information, and even photos of each horse. So simple, even a child can do it. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. Justine Dutton, Grand Prix show jumper and previously international event rider coming to you from Notting Hill Stables in Ocala, Florida. Here at Notting Hill Stables, we use Equine Therapy International PMF ActivoMed blankets on all of our show jumpers. These help to relax muscles and promote blood flow and circulation. We use the ActivoMed blanket on a daily basis as well as at competitions. It helps us a lot at competitions, especially before they start jumping. The tense horses really like it because it just helps to relax their muscles so they feel ready and confident to go in the ring. After the horses have jumped, we like to put it on and it really helps with recovery. I would highly recommend Equine Therapy International and all their products for all your therapeutic needs. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's Equine Studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show here at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care for Equus Television on all smart TV networks. We have Dr. Adam Chaot with us here in the barn, and we're going to talk a little bit about horses' teeth. Dr. Chaot, tell us a little bit about teeth. Okay, horses' teeth. So um, horses have what we call hypsodonic teeth. That's, uh, that's a word that means they continue to erupt throughout their life. Humans have deciduous teeth, so we, get, we have one set as, as kids, and then we get our permanent teeth, and they don't really change. Um, however, horses are... They do have a set of, of baby teeth that um, they all the baby teeth are shed about four years old. Certainly by six, they're all gone. So um, and then they have their permanent tooth and the permanent tooth continues to erupt. Um, so it starts out pretty long. And as the horse grow, you know, ages, that becomes shorter and shorter and shorter as it continues to erupt. And it's worn by the opposing tooth. So each tooth wears each other out. When you look at a horse, the anatomical variation in a horse, the lower jaw is more narrow than the upper jaw. So this causes, as the horse chews, this causes an uneven, a naturally uneven wear of the tooth. Um, so you'll, you'll, the enamel points will wear on the lateral side or outside of the upper molars, and then on the inside or the lingual side towards the tongue of the lower molars. That's that's the main thing we address when the horse's teeth are floated. Now, people always say, well, you know, horses in the wild don't have their teeth done and they're able to eat and blah, blah, blah. So 
that's true. <laughs> but horses in the wild don't have pit bits put in their mouth. They don't have to have a certain head carriage. They, you know, they aren't hauling um, anybody down the stretch at, you know, 35 miles an hour or going over. Exactly. They aren't going <laughs> over. They aren't going over four foot jumps and things like that. So you can imagine that those those points, if not addressed, can cause most common thing is cause ulceration on the cheeks. And certainly if the bits in the mouth and that bits pulling on the cheeks and those cheeks are rubbing on those ulcerations, it can be very uncomfortable. And I've seen some very ulcerated cheeks just from those points. So those are the main thing we address uh, when we float horses teeth. The second thing we address is uneven wear. So a certain tooth may um, wear faster than an opposing tooth. And we're trying to, horses are living longer. We're trying to get the horse's teeth to, to last as long as the horse lives. So the way, the way that you can do that is try to even that amount of wear that you see on the tooth itself. So if you, if you see one particular tooth is what I'll, I'll say dominant for lack of a better word, and, and the opposing tooth is getting worn down faster, then you can reduce that dominant tooth to allow the other tooth to erupt um, without any wear on it until you get it until it gets to the point where it's even with the with the other with the other teeth. So um, and then that in turn extends the life of the whole horse or <laughs> whole horse's mouth. Okay, yeah, no, it's not easy. So um, <clears throat> you know that and that's very important. Um, Certainly, uh, you know, horses can have um, fractured teeth that need to be removed. Certainly, they can have uh, uh, tooth root abscesses that can cause issues that, you know, teeth need to be pulled. And, and um, um, you know, all these things can be addressed with, with uh, re regular dental checkup. And, and, and generally, most horses get away with um, one time a year being floated. and um, uh, some of them need two times a year, and then some of them, some of your older horses, because as they get older, the tooth slows down eruption. They aren't erupting as fast, so the tooth is not changing. Some of those older horses can go two, three years without needing any any um, any significant work. So, and some young ones might need wolf teeth removed. That's right. So, wolf teeth are basically a rudimentary tooth. It's typically in front of the first premolar. Most of the time on the top, however, they can have them on the bottom. I've seen them on the bottom oh, a handful of times, um, so it doesn't happen very commonly on the bottom. But we typically remove the wolf teeth if that horse is going to have a bit in its mouth. Um, depending on where the bit sits, um, there is concern that the bit could hit those wolf teeth and be painful and cause a, you know the head to jerk up or whatever. So horse doesn't need them. They're basically pretty easy to come out. So if, if they're there, I take them out, especially um, if they're a younger horse. If they're an older horse and the horse has had them forever, I don't necessarily worry about it at that point. But if I'm in a younger horse's mouth and they're there, just take them out. You don't have anything to worry about after that. And, um, you know, it's pretty easy. Antibiotic treatment if needed for an infected tooth that has to be extracted. Yes, certainly. Um, typically, if I have a tooth root absence, the first thing I do is put them on antibiotics. I don't necessarily try to remove the. I don't necessarily remove the tooth immediately. If I can help it, I try to keep the teeth in their head if I can. And I don't. I don't remove that tooth. Put them on an antibiotic. It can be. I will typically put them on an antibiotic for a month or so, and we'll see how it goes. Typically, it makes it. 
it makes it better. Um, if that if that uh, tooth ends up abscessing again, then typically at that point we decide, well, let's take it out. Yeah, I mean certainly, and and it's determined by that. X-rays are very important and and, and can help help a lot with uh, with which tooth it is specifically because you don't necessarily know, um, and and X-rays can can give you a lot of insight as to where you're going and what needs to come out. Yep. Last quick question to wrap this segment up. You can tell how old a horse is almost by his teeth, right? Yep. yep. So it's an art. It's certainly not a science. Um, so the first incisors are, are adult teeth at two. So the second incisors, as you're working laterally, second incisors are adult at four, third incisors at six. So two, four, six. Between six and ten, it gets a little. Uh, well, that's a big old book. <laughs> Between six and ten, it gets a little iffy. Um, but then, starting at at, at ten, there, the horse has a galvine's groove on the basically the third incisor that starts to peak below the gum line. So then, at, at um, so horse is ten, you should be able to just see that galvine's groove. Galvine's groove typically is halfway down the tooth at fifteen, all the way down by twenty halfway gone by 25 and all the way gone at 30. So um, after 30, it's anybody's guess. Uh, <laughs> he's just old. That is Horses Teeth with Dr. Adam Kayot here at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, and our broadcast sponsor, Larson Farms. Also, thank you to supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and Midnight Rose Equestrian. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Tired of the rigors of keeping your horse's water troughs clean and free of algae, you need the Drinking Post Waterer, an automatic waterer for horses, livestock, and cattle. Field tested for over 40 years, the Drinking Post Waterer is the gold standard of non electric automatic waterers. Check them out on Facebook or find them on the web at dpwaterer.com. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
horses. <laughs> Piranha! Oh no! All the humanity! Oh, Piranha. show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital in complete care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our TV broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my co-host, Dancing Pete Rhoda. Yes, ma'am. And also now joining us by phone, somebody that I got to spend some time with this past weekend, and I can't tell you how impressed I am by this young lady and all of her efforts over the past few days since the storm and during the storm. Um, and she just happens to be an equestrian, and I'm told by my daughter she's an actually a very good equestrian, an excellent rider, in fact. So. That's kind of a win-win to have her on the show anyway to talk a little bit about that. But Kylie Mankey is joining us, and she is actually in North Fort Myers at the moment where she was during Hurricane Ian. So, Kylie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Louisa. It's great to be on here. Share a little bit with us what it was like to be down south during Ian and not just be down south, but be down south and be responsible for horses, which is just an extra layer of worry and concern i'm sure oh it was it was honestly like nothing i think anyone down here has honestly been through in a while since charlie at least um it was it was pretty surreal um there's almost no way to describe what it was actually like um it was i mean it, it from the beginning to the end it's you know, been very stressful. Um, but we are lucky that all of the horses did make it out okay. Um, we opted to leave our horses in the stalls for the storm, which is kind of a mixed opinion on, you know, whether to leave them in or out. But we decided to leave them in because we have a lot of trees on our property that were definitely going to be blown and broken. Um, and I am very happy that they did end up staying in. Um, we only lost about a little bit on the back of the roof, um, but it, the winds, the trees all knocked down, all of our pastures destroyed, fencing that surrounded the whole property destroyed, wow. um, flooding in all the stalls. Um, it was, I mean, it was, it was a big impact and tornadoes. It was honestly, the tornadoes did 
majority of the damage. The other small barn on the other side of the property, the whole entire roof tore off that one. Um, and pastures, debris all in the pastures. I mean, there's stuff everywhere. So um, really being in the barn was actually the best option in this case because it, the horses would have all got loose with the fences down. That would have been it, even worse. <laughs> it would. And we did hear um, about a story about a, a horse that was left out during the storm and um, it actually got hit by like a flying piece of metal and it severed its its throat. Um, oh, no. How so, and, and, mm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of, I really am glad they end up saying because of how bad the debris were like it, you would look out the window and everything was flying everything yeah. was everywhere and there's nothing you can really really do for that um it must have been terribly loud it must oh, have been extremely terribly. loud and there was lots and lots of you would hear like the transformers on the power lines just popping like popping and then like you would see like all this electricity just like spraying around and it oh. was it was horrifying and the sound of those was just so eerie it was it was horrible where were you staying while this is going on i actually i live right next to my barn and i was going to be alone for it and i last minute decided to pack up all my pets and go stay at my aunt's shannon and um i'm very glad i did because my house it, it's minimal damage compared to everybody else um I just lost my AC. My whole, I had a detached laundry room, like a walk-in laundry room, and that whole thing collapsed and got destroyed. Um, lots of the fencing surrounding my property destroyed. Wow. Um, and yes. then it looks, it had to have been like a tornado that came through because it was like a straight line from my house to the back of the barn and the roof tore off, the laundry room, the trees all down. There's actually a giant, like very old oak tree that was right next to the gate on the entrance of my property. And when we got to see the damage it, it it tore that whole thing root up like moved the asphalt from the road to the driveway and it's a pool of like water in there it was i've it, it was insane that tree was so sturdy and it was just lifted up and so much roots and yes. i mean it was old like that tree definitely had to be a tornado because the winds could not have knocked that thing down that's incredible gosh now, when we began the outreach here in Ocala and started our kind of, you know, mission down south, I reached out to Larson Farms because Richard Larson is a man of probably the greatest integrity and the biggest heart that I've ever met. And I knew that he would do whatever he needed to do. And Betsy um, from Larson, dear friend of mine for many years, jumped right on board to come with me on the mission to try to get some hay and bedding down south to help people. And um, I, I through, via Shannon, who was such a wonderful um, part of all of this, I was able to make contact with Manny at Whitehorse Farm and um, connect with you guys and actually deliver with a semi uh, hay down to you in, in through the floods and all the, and all the mess that, and chaos. And that was just such a, for me, that the reward was just knowing that everybody was having a lot of peace about the fact they were going to have hay and that the horses were going to be all taken care of. But seeing you guys and your excitement upon our arrival was wonderful. Share a little bit about that experience and how it felt it, to to know that was coming. It was just a breath of fresh air, just knowing that 
you know, just knowing people were ready to help and how grateful and easy. It was so easy to get it set up. And everyone was so wonderful um, with every part of it, from the drivers to Betsy to you, Louisa. Like, it it was it was amazing. Um, we are so blessed to even, you know, get it here and be able to help everyone. And the look on people's faces when we were able to tell them, like, you know, to be able to come and get supplies for their horse. And then to hear the stories, oh, it, was, it was honestly heartbreaking um, of all the loss of everything, like how much people have to, you know, rebuild and everything. Um, but it, it's truly tr it, it's amazing. Um, and it was, it was just honestly such a relief, honestly, for everyone, because we are feed stores weren't open for a while and I don't we never no one knew what they were stocked with it was cash only and um I know supplies was very limited in those stores and I just know it was it was a big relief for a lot of people to know that it, it has came and we didn't have any idea when we brought that to you how good at distribution you were actually going to be <laughs> until we got all the photos the next day of people <laughs> in their Larson Hay t-shirts getting their hay grinning from ear to ear and <laughs> I think yes. we have some of those photos that we can put up of, of those people uh, just smiling and, and just so happy that they received it and, and, and what a blessing that was. And you guys did such a phenomenal job. And then you even took some of that hay to, uh, out to a lady, uh, to a farm in Cape Coral that was completely destroyed. Yes, we were able to take some. Yes, yesterday we did that. We um, loaded up a trailer load of the hay um, because I, we, we don't know what kind of they were hit by tornadoes really bad down there um and i saw the photos you know on the internet of what happened to them and you know they needed a lot of donations for a lot of things and so decided you know let's just bring it out to them so that they can have it no hassle of them having to stop their cleanup or you know i mean they're in cape Coral, north Fort myers not that it's too far but we just wanted to do that for them to get it to them and so we loaded up a trailer full of the hay and um driving down there oh it was it that was truly devastation down there they lost everything it like the whole entire barn was destroyed they had an indoor arena and it collapsed in so they highly highly can, can i interrupt you for a second hand can yeah. you if you'll hold on we're just going to take a break just for a second few minutes here and come right okay. back if you don't mind i've got a few more questions for you so we're going to take you into the second segment with us on this okay <laughs> Hold on, okay. just a minute. Thank you. We'll be right back on the Horse Talk Show. Current equine microchips can migrate by up to 30%, causing difficulty when scanning. With over 70 years of collective horse industry experience, Lipchip offers a new, more effective method of microchipping, partnering with veterinarians and technology experts to ensure humane and practical microchipping. Lipchip was built by horsemen for horsemen. Nowadays, the performance horse industry is in need of both integrity and transparency. Lipchip is the future of horse microchipping, with cutting-edge technology functional for every discipline. Find Lipchip on social media and for more information, lipchipllc.com. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. 
World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Thank you for joining us on the second half of the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, host and executive producer of the show, and I have my guest co-host in here, Dancing Pete Rhoda. He had so much fun last week. Woohoo! Wanted to come back. <laughs> yes, <laughs> ma'am. Come back for the aftermath of Hurricane. <sighs> hey, listen, there's some good there's some good testimonial and some good stories in all of this. And we actually have uh, a, a top equestrian with us, Kylie Mankey, who has a couple of horses herself and does some show jumping, right, Kylie? Yes. yes. Yeah. And Shannon <laughs> told me you're an excellent rider, and she's been sharing with us a little bit of the story of being down there with her horses. Uh, during the hurricane and you know it could so easily have been us that got hit and um, seeing so many people in the area I used to live in um, with horses hit that uh, that hard has been quite traumatic for me and upsetting and Betsy and I cried quite a few times on our journey just um, 
tears of happiness and tears of sadness and and just you know being able to do anything to help is a blessing for us actually and that's a um, a huge reward in itself but Kylie you were telling us a little bit about the about getting to go over to Cape Coral and help some people that really um, the photos actually you shared with me of their um of their barn just gone I mean just just gone it's just really sad uh, to see that happen yeah it was um it was it was truly devastating that was that was the worst i had seen at any barn um that their whole entire they lost all their most of their stalls they had to move around all their horses to stalls that were able to be um, that's it isaac right there afterwards. sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you isaac just came <laughs> across some of the pictures of it i think yes i think those are them <laughs> we're going to share those yeah. as well yeah so they, they moved their horses yeah, so they had to, they had very few stalls left, and they had to rebuild right away in order to be able to um, bring their horses right in because their fields were flooded with debris. Their whole entire arena ended up collapsing in. So um, okay. luckily, they had their horses turned out. So, which was a blessing for them because if they stayed in, they most likely would not have made it. Um, but that. they made up no fatalities. All their horses ended up coming out of it. Um, all all well and um but they they lost they lost everything even the home on the property there's a tree through it the owner said a tree went through their whole house oh my God. Um, so they, yeah. they they are truly people that had to rebuild it and the look on their face when you could you know we brought them the hay they were truly so incredibly thankful they are very very sweet people and so deserving and i really hope that they can really rebuild soon and get things going good for them down there because it was very devastating. It's just a really, um, uh, just such a trip for us down there to see, you know, what we saw and really see it like, you know, firsthand, uh, the flooding and the just the incredible amount of, of surge and water that came, you know, and just, just incredible. Now, Kylie, when I tried to call you today, I didn't get a hold of you. And then when you called me, when we, we finally connected later today, you said, I'm sorry I missed your call, but I was on Pine Island. Tell me a little bit about being on Pine Island today. So my, um, my friend Rachel reached out to me this morning. I was supposed to help distribute the hay this morning because we got the load last night. And she called me and asked if I would actually go with her to Pine Island to help her rescue this lady's um, pets. She ended up getting airlifted to the hospital and was going to be terminally ill. So she wanted, her request was to have her pets taken off the island, which is a really hard <laughs> task because it's basically obliterated down there. And there's the paths to get places is very hard and there's no gas really on the island. If you don't have any, but I told Rachel, I was like, I'll obviously help her get them. It was four dogs and two parrots. And so we loaded her car with um, dogs. We ended up getting someone to boat us out to um, the Yucatan um, there. And we got off and we had a local and she was able to drive us to this woman's property, which was basically destroyed. and. Um, so we went there and we had to crawl over a bunch of trees and everything to get to her property. And we got, we were able to get to her house and we, we rescued her four, her four dogs. She had two small dogs and two. Um, we, we got them and we were able to get her two parrots into dog crates to carry them off 
and um, we had to pick up. She had, she had the two large dogs were over a hundred pounds, and we had to lift them over these trees to get them out of it. It was very difficult and exhausting. And um, we luckily were able to get them back in the car, and we got them to the boat. And the people on the helped us lift them. It was it was amazing, and we got them to land, and now they are all safe falls and most of them will probably be adopted by their fosters it it was truly it was i've never done anything like that i've never it was it was amazing it was truly incredible um you're uh, you're an incredible young woman and um <laughs> you almost made me cry so um well done that's um that's not an easy thing to undertake especially with everything you have going on yourself uh you know at your at your farm so um yeah, hats off to you. It just gives me goose pimples. It's uh, it's it, really yeah. a, a wonderful thing. So you had your you had your superhero cape on, and yes. she did, she did, and, and she is a superhero. Her and her and Shannon and the rest of their team at uh, at White Horse Farm and Manny, uh, what a gem! Um, who he's amazing. Oh yes, he's a wonderful, wonderful man. And um, you guys, and then they made me cry when I arrived because Shannon looked at Kylie and said, don't we need to take some of this hay to DJ's ranch? And Kylie looked back at Shannon and said, this was DJ's ranch. And Shannon went, what? And I, both Shannon and I looked at each other because we used to keep our horses at DJ's ranch wow. 20 something plus years ago when I lived down south. And that's where Sonny, my, my Sonny, the love of my life, that's the first place I boarded him at. So I actually ended up taking hay to the place I used to board my horse at and ride him on the trails right there. And I didn't recognize it when the name didn't, wasn't the same. So that I got to see the wash rack I used to tie him up to and wash him at. And it's still sitting in the same spot. And the barn was right there. And it was dark when we arrived. And it looked different, you know, from 20 plus years ago. But when I started looking around, I said, oh, my gosh, this is where I kept this is where I evacuated my horse from during Andrew. That makes me feel very old. <laughs> Kylie, thank you so much. We have more supplies coming. Piranha committed today to um, two large pallets of uh, supplies that will be coming your way to distribute. Thank you for not only um, blessing us with great stories uh, and being so brave, um, but also the way that you have so carefully and um, and so well distributed the the items we brought to you so fairly to everybody and helped your community in doing that. And that is, it's incredible to, to take on that journey that we took on to make it down there and get that and then need to stay there to make sure it was distributed properly is too much when we needed to get back and bring more. So to be able to leave it in your trusted hands and know that you would take care of all those people was priceless. Superhero award. Yes. For sure, for sure. So, yeah, you get the horse talk show superhero. All of you, all of you, and, you. and White Horse Farm, I can't say enough about the, the people there unloading the shavings with them. We were getting all the Larson Hay shavings out, and it was, uh, it was incredible. So, um, so well done, and we, we love you, and we'll be in touch very soon. You still have Kylie? Oh. Yes, she's there. Kylie oh. Mankey, thank you so much. We're at the end of that second segment, but we want to thank you so much um, for all that you're doing and keep up the good work and you know we'll see you soon. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it and um, we, we can't be more grateful. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you. Kylie Mankey sharing with us uh, and I, one last comment I have to say, she goes, 
Wow, look at that hay. We haven't seen hay like that before. <laughs> Said, yeah, it's the good Idaho stuff. That's right. That's <laughs> it. We'll be back in just a few minutes on the Horse Talk Show. Stay with us. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and broadcast sponsor, Larson Farms. Also, thank you to supporting sponsors, Equine Therapy International, Nirvana Medical Spa, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, Summit Joint Performance, and Equigreen. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. For equine edutainment at its best, join the CEP and friends at the Florida Horse Park, October 22nd, 10 to 4 p.m. for the Hobby Horse Equestrian Games. Presented by Everglades Equipment Leesburg, your local John Deere dealer. Learn horse sports from the experts and compete from the safety of a stick horse. Enjoy a magnificent parade of horses, the vendor village, food trucks, and more. With free admission for all and for the best in horsing around, check out the Hobby Horse Equestrian Games on Facebook. Bring your stick horse or make one of your own while supplies last. See you at the park. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best. But we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. Piranha, your trusted leader in insect control for 50 years. The official fly spray for World Equestrian Center. From the strongest water-based equine spray in the blue bottle to the familiar and longtime favorite in the yellow bottle. Wipe and spray, we've got you covered. If you're looking for effective plant-based fly spray, then look for our zero bite in the green bottle. Check us out online at piranhainc.com. That's P-Y-R-A-N-H-A, piranhainc.com, to learn more about Piranha's entire family of products. Piranha, it works. My name is Dr. Natalie Solomon. I formulated Equigreen with cutting-edge science and technology alongside the passion that is represented by a lifelong love of horses. I created a product that I would trust for my horses because they deserve nothing but the best for their bodies. Horses rely on us to take care of them, to love them, to respect them. This is how Equigreen came to life. Equigreen, CBD for your horse that you can trust. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television, and we are here at World Equestrian Center today, and it's really been an amazing experience here, learning about the Pasifino breed, even getting to ride 
an amazing Pasofino today, as well as getting Mayor Gwen on one of those wonderful horses to enjoy the amazing smooth ride. And uh, this really is an incredible breed. So I'm, I'm really excited and pleased to have a new friend and also to have had this experience here at the show today um, with Gigi and uh, and getting a chance to meet Jose M. Colon Rodriguez, who is the president of the Pasofino Horse Association. Jose, it's lovely to have you with us. We've had a wonderful time today. Absolutely, Luisa. I'm so happy that you were able to come to the show, experience what is a Pasofino, experience the culture and the diversity of our breed. Uh, it's been a great show here in Ocala, Florida. The WEC facilities are beautiful. Uh, but not only that, uh, when you see the members and the competition level and the happiness that people have celebrating our 50th anniversary, I couldn't be more proud. So you guys really have made it special being here with us. Uh, you saw what, what is to ride a Pasofino. And uh, I mean, that energy is just so, uh, it's amazing, you know, the feeling is amazing. And I'm so happy to be here uh, enjoying this 50th anniversary with, with the whole Ocala community. Well, you know, it, it, it's interesting. I, I haven't ridden a lot in the past year and a half or so since I had my car accident. But since I've ridden the last few times, I have felt like, such a feeling of endorphins and smiling, but I don't think I've grinned more than I grinned at Pepe today as I was riding. I felt like a Cheshire cat grinning from one side of my face to the other. What an amazing feeling that really was. Now, one of the things that I'm very interested about is a lot of times you have presidents of horse shows and associations and, and things like this that aren't deeply involved. Sometimes they're kind of set apart a little bit, but you're in this and have been in this your whole life. Your grandfather was a huge influence. Share a little bit about your childhood and, and this breed and how you've grown to love them and know them and own them. Absolutely. I grew up, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. Uh, my grandfather, his father, Everybody, you know, back three, four generations before him, they were always horse lovers. Uh, Pasofinos are really part of the Puerto Rico culture. Uh, so I grew up with them. I, I was probably on a horse by the time I was two or three. And my grandfather had already given me a horse, even though I couldn't own a horse. But uh, so I've been with this breed all my life. And uh, when you have it, when you grow up with it, the passion and love you feel for the horse uh, is something that you cannot even explain. They're part of your life. Uh, and, uh, you know, I cannot even think of a day without the Pasofino horse. That's incredible. So tell us a little bit about the one I rode today. I was so impressed um, with him. What an amazing horse. So, yes, I mean, you got to experience one of the, you know, best horses I own and have owned uh, is Frangelico. Uh, it's a classic Fino horse and the classic, you know, the, the Paso Fino breed has different modalities. And the classic Fino is what we call the Cadillac of the breed. It's the smoothest ride, uh, it's very collected, a lot of energy. Uh, there's not a lot of movement forward but you feel that energy when you're riding that horse uh, and you feel those beats just, I don't know, it's so contagious, if you will. Uh, and we were so happy to see you smile. I mean, that's one of the things that as a horse lover and as a Pasofino horse lover, uh, when you see somebody enjoy it and that smile that those horses put in people's face, uh, there's nothing better than that. Now, you have another one that competed a gray one tonight. That was amazing. Everybody got very excited. Tell us a little bit about that competition. 
So we have, like I said, uh, different divisions, different modalities. That was a, a pleasure uh, mare. Uh, so when we look at the pleasure horse, the word says it. You know, it's a ride that you enjoy. Uh, it's a ride that you take on the trails. Uh, you can perform different speeds of the gate. Uh, and at a national competition, we had, I think, about uh, 15 or 16 mares that got in that class. Uh, my mare had already been a World Cup uh reserve champion uh so it was good to see her compete the excitement of people you see how excited people uh get they got into a work off and savanera you know made a little mistake but we got reserve champion and you know the honor and and how proud i feel of my trainer pepe and the mayor she i've had her uh what for nine years uh so see them uh evolve and succeed at the at the competition uh, arena is just a fantastic feeling now people seem to be very serious about their sports here I see very serious. I see a lot of formal attire that's gorgeous and beautiful. There are so many different classes to learn and understand. I have a feeling we need to cover much more of this on the Horse Talk Show in the future because there's way too much I want to ask you. But tell us a little bit about some of this formal like tuxedo attire. I love this. It's, it's gorgeous. Absolutely. So we have uh, the classic phenol division and the performance division. We do require tuxedo attire is the formality is we, you know, we really want to express the beauty of the horse. We want to make it consistent. Why? Because we really want people to focus on the horse. Right. So that kind of neutral formal wear uh, allows everybody to look at the horse and enjoy the horse because everybody's dressed the same. Right. So it's all about the horse. It's not about the riders. But of course, we pay the respect with that elegance. The elegance that the horse gives us is the elegance we want to give back as riders. And it's a team at the end of the day, right? Uh, and, and that oneness between horse and rider, I mean, you can see it in all the classes, that expression of, of uh, love and gratitude between horse and rider is something that is amazing and that we see it at the competition ring. And we want to honor that uh, and we want to respect that. Uh, and that's why we have uh, the formalities that we have when competing at this level. Incredible. So what can we do as a community? You're going to come back here definitely for a couple more years, which we're very excited about. What can we do as a community to help make sure that this is successful and that to um, build the crowd and to get even more people interested in this sport and in this breed? I think we want to be part of the committee. As a matter of fact, uh, Ocala, we have one of the biggest, if not the biggest, Pasofino uh, horse population uh, with some of the biggest farms uh, in the country uh, when it comes to Pasofinos. So uh, we really want to be part of that community. We have actually subsidiaries all around the country. We have the Ocala region that is local here. Uh, and we do a lot of regional shows right here in Ocala at the WEC. We would like to see people come in. What can we do? What can we offer? We would like for the community to come and try our Pasofinos. Uh, definitely, we have plenty of farms, different shows throughout the year, uh, and we can really uh, involve the community, try this horse, enjoy it. Uh, we do clinics as well. Uh, we do trail rides. So uh, if you're out there, uh, if you love horses, this is really a horse to try because it's a horse for all ages. The smoothness of this horse, we have different sizes of horse, uh, but the dynamics and the diversity of it. This is a horse that can do it all. They can gait, but they can canter, uh, they can trot, uh, 
they go on trails. Uh, we have endurance champions uh, that we do as part of our Rake Rider program. So this is a horse that can do it all. And we will love for the community to be part of the show. We're going to be here uh, in 23 and 24. Uh, and we're already, you know, we had some conversations. We would like to work uh, uh, with the Ocala uh, 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 community to really get some activities where we can get the community come here, watch the show in September and uh, let us, you know, offer you some horses to try like you did today, like the mayor did today. And it, that's, the, that's the beauty of this. When you try this horse is something so unique that you're going to love it. And I'm sure that you're going to want to have one. I have to agree. Amazing. Jose, thank you so much. It's been such an honor to be here with you to learn about the breed, to try and ride and to have the mare ride. It's just incredible. Thank you so much for the hospitality and your time and this wonderful experience. Jose M. Colon Rodriguez, the president of the Pasadena Horse Association. It's been an amazing time. We're going to have a lot more for you coming up on the show in the near future. Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and broadcast sponsor, Larson Farms. Also, thank you to supporting sponsors, Equine Therapy International, Nirvana Medical Spa, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, Summit Joint Performance, and Equigreen. Hi, I'm Alan Davies with Equine Therapy International. Today, we're at Engineered Equine Performance, celebrating the new saltwater chilled treadmill. This particular chilled equine saltwater treadmill is a game changer. As you can see, the finest materials are used, the filtration system, coarse, fine filtration, no chemicals. We use UV, ozone, combination of filtration to keep the highest water chemistry standards. Being a saltwater unit, only the finest stainless steel and materials are used. That's important when it comes to longevity and cost of service over the life of the unit. This unit also has integrated massage jets with fine bubbles and coarse air bubbles for the therapy. The control system on this is Siemens industrial grade, top of the line technology, straight from Germany, but also serviceable here in the US. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage, and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages, and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Maria Lacasse of Midnight Rose Equestrian's background is in natural horsemanship and dressage principles with a main focus on maintaining a balance of communication and correct biomechanics between horse and rider. Come to her farm or she'll come to yours. Allow Maria to help you and your horse to unwind and balance to increase performance 
so that you can both be the best you can be together to build a lifelong partnership of success. Maria Lacasse of Midnight Rose Equestrian is a graduate of the Equine Natural Movement School for Equine Structural Integration and a Florida School of Massage graduate. Find Midnight Rose Equestrian on social media and on the web at midnightroseequestrian.com and book your massage for your horse and you right away. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the final segment of the Horse Talk Show for this week, presented by Parv Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor. Idaho's finest alfalfa, Louisa Barton, here in the studio with my co-host, dancing Pete Roder. He hasn't danced with the hobby horse yet. I don't know why, but there's there's the moves. There you go. He's got the moves going on. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about Ian, nasty old hurricane that went through and, and did so much terrible devastation. Chatted to a top equestrian down south, Kylie Mankey, who has been a hero herself, uh, and, and Shannon and all the team down there at Whitehorse Farm. And in that very same area, we actually have reports of a missing horse. And I'm sure there's quite a lot of missing horses, um, sadly. And you can certainly share those with us on social media and we'll be happy to put them up on the show. This particular horse is Rogue, um, a gelding, thoroughbred, really, really gorgeous, gorgeous boy. Uh, missing in Fort Myers during the hurricane. They've been searching for him. Um, he's a chestnut red in color, has white blaze and two white socks on his back legs. He was actually missing near Park Road on 41 near San Carlos Park. If you've seen him, please call. Uh, Mallory Wheeler is the, um, is the owner and person we've been conversing with about this. The phone number is 239-887-0851 or 239-823. 7915. Um, and if a call drops, there's another contact person here, Elizabeth, at 239-994-5243. That's 239-994-5243, Elizabeth. And um, they are really, really heavy-hearted and, and really distraught over this, as anybody would. Um, and he looks like an absolute sweetheart. A lovely boy he is, and um, we certainly hope and pray that uh, Mallory is able to find Rogue, and that um, hopefully, just in a panic in the storm, he's uh, he ran away, and hopefully, somebody found him and is able to return him. So we're going to continue sharing um, this information, and hopefully, uh, we'll put it out there on social media, on the TV, and the radio, and I'm hoping that we can uh, we can help find him. And, and Rogue um, is his name. Rogue, yes. And um, he's looking for friends. He is looking for friends. He's looking for a herd and somebody to um, to feed him and look after him. So let's hope that um, that we can we can help find him. Hope that he he is able to be returned back to his home safely. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there um, who are missing family members, two legged and four legged. And we certainly um, hope as time progresses and rescues continue that we're able to uh, locate uh, both animals and people. Uh, Betsy and I's trip down there um, on the very first day after the storm was 
It took a little while to get down there, a little difficult of a trip. Um, certainly some things that we had to avoid uh, on the way and some, some, some traffic. But we're very grateful to Chief Balkan and the mayor of Ocala who gave their blessing on our trip and um, allowed us actually to get to the first farm that we were aware of that was in a bad situation, and that was Kathy Gent's farm. We were able to go there and deliver um, hay and bedding to her. The road, Morningside Drive, was quite treacherous uh, on their way down. We were quite concerned, but we, we had a good, safe path to follow that Chief Balkan actually marked out for us, which was fantastic. And um, this is actually the North Fort Myers farm up here, but um, but we actually have some photographs of the, um, we don't? Okay. Well, anyway, the first farm that we went to was also devastated. Part of the roof was hanging off. Um, the horses were standing in stalls. There were actually no fields left. Um, we were actually able to send a team back the next day and um, they were able to help out with fencing and deliver fencing supplies and actually build a fence for the people, uh, which was great so that the horses could be turned out. And uh, Kathy was so relieved um, about that. And the team that went back did a phenomenal job on the fencing. And then when Betsy and I turned around to come back, we were actually in the, in the closed I-75 um, with the, the burst levee, which was quite... And, yes. I've never seen rapids by I-75 before. I said, Betsy, why are there rapids? And then we found out that there actually was a breached or broken levee and that water was coming. We had um, airboats going past us on the back of trucks and canoes and police and ambulance. And Wow. Yeah. So did you guys have your super capes? And... We were ready. Yes, we were ready for any, whatever, whatever it took. Um, we actually ended up taking almost 12 hours to get back here from, from North Fort Myers. So. What should have been about a three and a half hour trip was 12, but that's okay. We got back safely. And then the next day, I think I let poor Betsy sleep for a few hours and then off round we went two. again. Yeah, yeah, round two. Round two. Let's go back for there. more. We survived the first time. Let's do it again. So we actually went back and we were able to reach out to the state of Florida who were able to help us get clearance to go because we didn't actually have to. Well, we did, but we didn't. <laughs> So, yeah, the state of <laughs> Louisa clearance means I'm going get out of my way and I've got hay and supplies for these animals that need it. There's horses involved. Um, but Betsy and I, uh, we 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 took shavings. We took uh, hay down there and we just, uh, you know, I can't think of a better person, honestly, to be on a trip like that with because I, I, I famously call Betsy Annie Oakley, you know, because she's like ready for anything. She's so tough. And I want to say thank you to Jiffy Transport. Um, Rusty, uh, we took, it took us almost seven hours to get back down south. Um, and Rusty took us the safe way and the long way and, um, it, it all the way down 27. It was a, it was a long journey. It took us about seven hours, but Rusty hung in there with us and we made the delivery. Um, we took this amazingly delicious Larson hay, um, down there in the bedding and were able to drop it off. We, we were able to set up North Fort Myers as a location to drop off and also Fox Lee. Thank you, Fox Lee in Venice, who's also been doing a phenomenal job distributing the hay for us. And um, we, were, we were able to set up another distribution area in Arcadia that they went back to today. Um, but we, we actually now have these spots and we've cleared the, with the state of Florida that we can go and drop off in these different places. And we're gonna continue um, to travel down there until the need is um, 
is no more. And I know it's going to be weeks probably for recovery, maybe months. But while there's any shortages, um, we're going to be traveling. So I want to thank the Florida Horse Park, um, who have been wonderful about receiving donations there. I also want to thank the Chamber and Economic Partnership. Without them and the Equine Initiative, I wouldn't be able to do any of this and get all of this rolling. So um, very thankful for that. We set up a GoFundMe that I believe already has $22,000 in it. Wow. Um, you also can send a check to the CEP Foundation. 100% of funds sent to the CEP Foundation will be used for the cause. There is no admin or processing fees or anything like that. Um, that can be made out to CEP Foundation and sent to 310 Southeast 3rd Street, Ocala, Florida, 34471. Um, or you can do the GoFundMe. We have the link up there for you if you want to do the GoFundMe. GoFundMe does charge some fees. We're still not going to take any admin money out of that. 100% of that is going to go to the cause to buy whatever's needed. Fencing is a huge thing down there right now because most people lost their fences. Um, so fencing is a really, really big, important uh, part of this. Medical supplies, bandages. Uh, Piranha is going to be sending down a ton of fly spray and aloe shampoo. So we have a lot of support here um, in the horse capital. but. More is better. We'll be taking a convoy down on Friday. Um, we need horse trailers and people to pull them. So um, thank you to everybody who's, and Richard Larson, I, I don't think I've ever met anybody like you. Thank you so much. Pete, thanks for being with us this week. Oh, yes. Thank you. Well, thank you. Everybody should thank Louisa because she's the one that made the plan and we need to put her in charge for the next one. It's been a blessing to me. Whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, the horse capital of the world, happy horsing around until the same time next week.